the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. We're uh, still in Ephesians, and we're talking about chapter 5 today. But what you notice is a little pattern with Paul as as he's taking us through the last few chapters. He uses this one word over and over again, and that word is walk. He says walk. Now, what he means by walk is he's saying live it out. Live it out. Don't just, you know, I always say this, we know more than we're living to right now, don't we? But what Paul is saying is that when we live it out, it becomes life to us. Because you know what? Jesus is not going to be life. He is life. So when I enter into a situation, I make a choice. I can see Jesus in it by faith. I can understand that that this situation, this moment, this time is made for me to realize Him in it. And I can embrace it and own it. And Paul says, own it, walk in it. And understand that Paul is talking to the Ephesians. And most of the Ephesians that he's talking to, in fact, all of the Ephesians he's talked to, are fairly immature Christians. They're not, they're not seasoned saints, as we like to say. These people were raised in a pagan society, in a pagan home. They didn't, they didn't get raised in a Christian nation. They didn't get raised in a Christian home. They don't have, didn't have the heritage that most of us in this room have. They didn't have any context in which to, which to set, lay alongside of what they have learned about Christ in terms of their home and their upbringing and their, their raising by nurture. All they had was what Paul was teaching them and the truth of the Spirit of God within them. And I don't minimize that at all. But you can see how difficult it would be for them to walk in Ephesus, which was one of the most pagan cities in that day and time. To walk about and to live in Ephesus, to work in Ephesus, to have your family in Ephesus. We're all about you. The emphasis is hedonism. The emphasis is is what I can do for me. It's all about me. Does that sound familiar? And these guys were struggling. And you know what their struggle is? The struggle is the same struggle that you and I deal with on a regular basis. I know I have Christ within me. I know that He is supposed to be my life. But I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. And Paul's saying, you know what? I need to talk to these guys. I need to send them a letter. And I need to show them how they can walk 
and confirm and strengthen and grow in the truth of who they are in Christ. I need to show them through the Word, through the through this letter and through what the Holy Spirit's going to speak through me, what they need to appropriate for their lives. So he keeps saying walk, which means own it. Live it out. Don't just carry about a bunch of knowledge. Knowledge is just baggage if you're not walking in it. And I'm going to tell you something. That if what you know right now hasn't had any effect on your life, you're carrying a lot of baggage. Where this stuff begins to work is when we begin by faith to appropriate the truth that we have a life in Him. That that life has overcome every obstacle that a man can face. That he has cleared the road for us to walk in intimacy. And that he loves us so much more than we could ever possibly realize. Even to the point that he wants to be involved in every mundane detail of your life. That he is concerned with everything that goes on in you. Do you know that if you could just, if you could just grasp the truth, the magnitude of his love for you, you would never, ever, ever shy away from recognizing Him in every situation. You wouldn't. In fact, it would be a comfort to you. If you begin to believe what the Bible says about Him, walking into a room and and saying within yourself or even out loud, Jesus, I know you're here. I'm so glad you're with me. I'm going to enjoy this night. Let's enjoy it together. Father, what do you have for me in this moment? This is a new day. This is a day you have made for me. Let us, Lord, rejoice and be glad in it. Let me find the joy that you intended. Let me live out the abundance that you have given. Paul says, walk. And he doesn't say it just once. He says it many times. And he starts out in in Ephesians 5.2 and he says, walk in love. Ephesians 5.2 says, And walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another. As Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us, a slain offering and sacrifice to God for you, so that it became a sweet fragrance. He says, walk in love. And you know what? Everybody looks at that and says, how's that? How's that? And we've talked about this. What He tells them to walk in the Bible calls God. God is love. And 1 John 4, 8, it says, He who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know Him, for God is love. Paul says, walk in love. Who are we walking in? Paul says, he instructed the Ephesians, walk in the light. Ephesians 5, 8. Walk in the light. For once you were darkness, that's who you were. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Lead the lives of those native born to the light. And the Bible tells us that Jesus is light. John eight twelve. Jesus speaks and he's, once more Jesus addresses the crowd and he said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not be walking in the dark, but will have the light which is life. What is Paul telling him to walk in? Who is Paul telling him to walk in? Jesus. Now we come to verse 15 of chapter 5 and Paul says to the Ephesians, Walk in wisdom. 
Look carefully how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. And what is wisdom? The Bible tells us wisdom is Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. But it is from Him that you have your life in Christ Jesus, whom God made our wisdom from God, revealed to us a knowledge of the divine plan and salvation previously hidden, manifesting itself as our righteousness, thus making us upright and putting us in right standing with God, and our consecration, making us pure and holy, and our redemption, providing our ransom for eternal penalty of sin. He is our life. He is our redemption. He is our righteousness. And Paul says, walk in the wisdom of who He is. Walk in Jesus. Colossians 2.3 says, In Him all the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, and all the riches of spiritual knowledge and enlightenment are stored up and lie hidden in Christ. The Holy Spirit is making it plain through Paul. And I want you to kind of think about it. I think if I could imagine Paul giving a counseling session to one of the Ephesians, it would sound pretty much like what we would hear for ourselves. I can hear an Ephesian saying to him, you know, living in this society, it's really hard to keep the faith. I mean, we wake up around us to see everybody living godless lives and living to their flesh and doing whatever suits them. And not even conscious of God. And it's all about them. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life are all around us and everybody's out for themselves. I find myself continually falling in with the crowd, doing and saying things I know are wrong. Other than our weekly gathering and my private prayer time, I see very little evidence that he is in my life. Paul would just look him in the eye and say, Walk. He said, Well, what does that mean? What do you believe? What is the truth of your conviction? What is the truth of who Jesus is? What is the truth of your life? Christ is your life. Walk in the truth of His life. Recognize that He has become your life, that He, in union with you, could experience this life together. Because Christ didn't intend for you to live life while He looks on. You see, the intensity of Christ's love is so much greater than that than that He intended to attach Himself through the union of the Spirit that He could enter into every moment of your life and not only that, you would be faithful to do the good works as in Ephesians that He has prepared for you to do, which is your life, You would be faithful to do these things, and not only that, you would be empowered to do them through His life. When Paul says walk, he's not saying you get out there and gussy it up and get it done. Paul is saying walk in Him. Walk in His love. 
Now, because of His love, you can love the unlovable. You can reach out to the rejected. You don't have to be so weak that you have to protect yourself. You can now expose the truth of your union with Christ and your total dependence on Him. You don't have to be something you're not. You can be free. Walk in that love. Walk in the light. The light of revelation of the will of God. That the will of God is in the walk. That you can see the truth that He has made a path for you and every step that you take He has laid before you and there is not a single step that He has not empowered you to take through the grace and the power and the life of Christ Jesus. Walk the light. You are the light. That's who you are. Walk in wisdom. The wisdom of God. Do you want to know what the wisdom of God is? We say, I don't know the wisdom of God because I don't know the will of God. Is there anything... Let me ask you a question about the will of God. Is there anything He wants you to do without Him? Can you think of a single thing He wants you to do without Him? No. Is there anything He needs your help with? No. Is there anything He wants you to start on and He'll help you when He gets there? Then what do we need to know about the will of God? The will of God is in the I am, it's in the now, it's in this moment. And the will of God for you is that you walk in the truth of your union with Christ, that He will be your wisdom in the I am in the moment. The will of God is now. The will of God is in this moment. The will of God for Sally is to sit right there in that pew and listen. That's the will of God. You know how I know that? Sally's sitting in the pew listening. How tough is that? We know this, that God works all things together for good. I know that the will of God is good for me. I was made for the will of God. And He has mapped my life in such a way that I am suited for everything that comes my way through Christ Jesus. I can do all things with Him, through Him, by Him who strengthens me. That is the truth of the will of God. That is the wisdom of God. You know, the the world says that for us to really reflect the truth of what we believe, we have to change the externals. And all that they believe in religion is all about the externals. The strange haircut, the weird robe, the funny hat, whatever. That shows that they have faith. But for God, He says, for Christ, He says, You're my children. Walk in the light. Walk in the wisdom. Walk in the truth. And your life will contrast the darkness. Your life will contrast the foolishness. Your life will contrast all of the things of the world that are going in direct opposite of truth. That will be enough manifestation. You won't have to wear a funny robe or a funny hat. Jesus in you will be enough witness, enough testimony, enough truth. You don't have to carry the coffee table King James under your arm. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 says, Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity, because the days are evil. Now we know that the last time we looked at this verse, the Bible says that a fool is anyone who tries to live life apart from God. We also know from the verse that I read earlier, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, that Christ is our wisdom. 
Therefore, when Paul says to walk carefully, live purposefully, he is saying to live your life mindful of your union with Christ. Being careful not to interpret your circumstances or your surroundings apart from the wisdom of God. Now, are we guilty of that or not? You know, every time that I interpret my circumstances and my situations apart from the wisdom of God, I am either given false hope or I lose hope. Why is that? The wisdom of God is in Romans 8.28. All things work together for good. The wisdom of God is in the confirmation that He is walking this life through and in and with me. The wisdom of God is that His expression, His life through the unique expression of my soul will meet the situation head on and He will be the answer not only for me but for the people around me. The wisdom of God doesn't walk in fear. The wisdom of God walks in praise and that is because we have a life in us that's overcome that is victorious that meets life head on and makes life abundant that means we examine all of life from the perspective that our lives are in Christ that's what it means to walk as wise making the most of every moment by yielding to his life he created this moment for you to know him and how am I going to make the most of it except to yield it to him now the world's got its ideas about what, what makes the most of the moment and, and you know what there are a lot of Christians that would get up and give you a step by step plan on how you can make the most of the moment as a Christian but I'm going to tell you the way you make the most of the moment now hear what I'm saying the way you make the most of the moment is not by prayer it's not by Bible study it's not by evangelism it's not by participating in the ordinance of the church because all of those things are events I'm going to tell you that making the most of the moment is in the now recognizing that Christ is your life it is recognizing your union and, and yielding to that union so that Jesus can have His purpose in that moment. Who can make the most of the moment? He can. I can't. I don't even know what the most is. Do you? And every time I try to come up with the most, I get wrong. I think the most is the most money. The most is the greatest advantage. The most is, is the best. Jesus says, I'm the most. <laughs> I'm the most. You want to make the most of the moment? See me in it. I'm the most. Take advantage of the truth and know that you're part of it. Ephesians 5.17 says, Therefore do not be vague or thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. You know, to be vague and thoughtless is to ignore the truth of your life with Christ. To be thoughtless is to place your hope in something other than Christ. To be vague is to be unsure and unbelieving, to give way to living in a godless way without thought of your union with Christ. Verse 17 says, But with understanding, and what that means is to live out what He has taught you by faith, firmly grasping that truth. But with understanding. Listen, understanding is not you having some revelation apart from living out that revelation which is Christ. Understanding is what He works out of us. 
I can know, we talked about this Thursday, you can know about and not know. Can't you? You can know about God and not know Him. You can know about Jesus and not know Him. And I know a lot of Christians that know about the Bible and know about salvation and know about heaven, but they live like they have no hope. Because what they know is about. And the knowing that God desires for us is an intimate interlocking of two lives that says that are inseparable, that lives that life out. So grasping and understanding for me is simply grasping the truth and understanding that in everything that I enter into, my resource, my hope, my goal is Jesus. That's understanding. That's the goal. Do not be vague, thoughtless, but firmly grasped. You know, that talks of a determination. And you know, life makes us determined, doesn't it? Aren't you tired of being hopeless? Aren't you tired of trusting in yourself and others and being totally disappointed all the time? Aren't you tired or haven't you learned that you can't trust in the government? Aren't you tired and haven't you learned that you can't trust in even in the closest people around you? But that there is only one place for your trust to be placed. It is in Him. You grasp that firmly because you have been disappointed by trying to grab hold of everything else. And you determinedly say, I know this. I know this. I know that no matter what happens in my life, He is my life. I know that. I know this. And no matter what I lose, I'll never lose Him. I know that. I know that no matter what I do, no matter how I behave, no matter what kind of thing I enter into, He is loving me and He is in union with me and He will not separate Himself from me and He will never leave me nor forsake me and He will not disband fellowship from me that He has joined His life to me. I know that. I'm going to hold on to that. I'm not going to let anybody convince me of anything otherwise because you can't find life in anything otherwise there's no life in believing that you have a God that's just looking for an opportunity to walk away from you there's no life in believing that you have a God that hides his will under rocks and hopes you'll find it there's no there's no life in believing that you have a God that is capricious you can't live life that way you have a God that has attached himself to you for the duration of your physical life that he might share with you every moment and every circumstance of your life and when Paul says walk He means live. Live it out. Quit looking at Jesus as something that's part of your life and begin to believe that He is your life. Live it, not in a vague or thoughtless way. Live out of your union. It is the will of God. You know that. Ephesians 5.18 This is a fun verse. Ephesians 5.18 And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Now Paul didn't intend for this verse to be a guideline on drinking wine. And I know many a pastor or preacher has tried to set a a standard or a position through this one verse. But I don't believe that that's the heart of the verse. I believe Paul rather sets a contrast by using something that was an all too familiar subject for the Ephesians. 
because Ephesians was known for its pagan ritualism and its vast consumption of wine. And most of the most of the Ephesians, including our Christian brethren who were there, consumed a great quantity of wine, and many of them to excess. And this is what Paul is saying. He's addressing the root of the issue rather than the the symptom of the issue. And listen, wine is not the root. What Paul is saying to these guys is, look, you are taking in the wine in order to soothe the angst, the confusion, the fear, the insecurity within your soul. You're trying to dull it through the wine. But you weren't made for that. The answer, the truth that God has given you, the answer to all of that angst and all of that fear and all of that anxiety that we collect in the soul is by God's design is the Spirit of God. Before you had Christ, where was the soul being fed? Well, it had to have some feed because here's the thing. The soul would be empty without it. And we know that if we didn't have any input, we would just curl up and die. We all had to have some input. And it came from without, didn't it? It came from the world. It came from the enemy. It came from everything on the outside of us. Why did it have to come from the outside of us? Because there was nothing on the inside of us. But God designed us for who? For Himself. Right? Now here's what we know. The soul is a projector. The body is a manifester. Now here's what happened. When He became our life, we didn't get a new soul, did we? All of the old baggage in our brains, all of the old flesh patterns and things we did to cope were still in the soul when you received Christ. If the Spirit is full and in union with you, where is that feeling going to take place? The soul. Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation. Rest in His life, moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781-529-529. San Antonio, Texas, 78278. And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.